Hello, this is Daniel Vayon. I want to record this sound effect for y'all. Here y'all go. There you have it. Thank you. Goodbye. Those tight ends in there, both off the board again. Another tight end out of Stanford, drafted into the NFL, going to Pete Carroll, head coach, and John Schneider. <laughs> continue to look through what we've got drafted here. Hello, this is Daniel Mayo with. I'm Story Podcast. I'm sorry, I, I paused for a second because my uh somebody that I uh watch over or should I say that I think the word we really use is called um take care of. Is that take care of I thought I thought he was in his room so I came in my room so that I could watch, um, so I could talk about war games. Match Beyond. Um, I gotta be honest, the war games, um, is a great story, and if you're watching an entire show, like they did with um, NXT or WCW, then it's a great, it's a great show if you have a story to watch. But it's a great match if you have a story to watch. But um, the truth of the matter is, I'm not really sure. I mean, I know what the, the point of the match was, and I can even... I can even say the large portion of it. And by the way, this was in 1987. I don't know. I'm not sure if I said that in the last episode. So, um, so, in the last, um, episode I remember talking about, I don't remember if I tell it where it was, I just remember how fun, I just remember how fun it is to hear the story and to talk about what I remember about the sh- the game the excuse me about the show itself about the match itself 
Um, the entire War Games match was centered around, as he said, as Dusty said, said it was at first it was meant to be unique and different. Problem was it was so big that um, as he's gonna say later on in this DVD uh, story, it's such a big deal that they overdid it. And it just got to the point where they just made it seem just like a regular match. So even though this is just cutting into it, like, say, um, five, six years, seven years, if you count, um, the year that Dusty Rhodes took part in it again, well... It was such a big deal that they did it, I believe, like I said at last time, I believe Arn Anderson said when he, the only time when he took part in the War Games match when he was not a, the only time when he was in there and he was not a horseman was when he um, joined the stud stable with Colonel Parker and he started the match in the stud stable also because he was the best he was the master of starting the war games now most of the time they lost but when we call somebody the master it's really knowing what you're doing in that match and he was a master of starting because he was always he was always good at making you believe even if he didn't even if he was not, quote, a fighter in real life, he was always going to make you believe he was. <sighs> so, that's why he's the perfect person to start with, because the second you put him in a disadvantage, Arn's going to be on there like, uh... I heard this once. Like Elvis on a pound of bacon. So, Arn Anderson and Dusty Rhodes started this match, and in every um, every War Games match until WCW um, stepped in and ruined it, but up until that time, the the original War Games concept was great because not only was it two rings with one big cage and a ceiling on top of it, but what was great is you only knew um, the you only knew who had the advantage in war games because you'd flip a coin. Now today when they do war games it's completely different. And I remember TNA even did Lethal Lockdown, and it was completely different for them, too, where, um, I don't know how it was at first, but eventually, um, it became where you would, you would get the mana advantage by trying to win 
a singles match. I remember one year, this was back in, I believe, 2007. Um, Jeff Jarrett came back after the... This was the longest he had ever been out up to that point. Longest he had ever been off of TV and out of a ring since he started wrestling. And he came back out of, literally, out of nowhere. He came through the, through the, um, entrance ramp and he showed, they showed, uh, as a surprise to everybody on both sides, on both teams, Team Angle and Team Christian, both teams didn't know what to expect. They just saw Jeff Jarrett and they just, they were like, oh good, he's going to help us. All of a sudden, he takes his guitar, he smashes it over the, over the head of, over the forehead, no, over the head of AJ Styles, that's how you revealed that he was the fifth member. And there's, if you want to look, comparing it to War Games, um, the original War Games were great because of the coin toss. But when you do a regular one-on-one -on -one match, it takes the uniqueness out of it. So, whereas I have nothing against Lethal Lockdown, if you want to talk about the, in an all-around standpoint, War Games was the most unique match ever because you did not know what to expect. So, not only was it great for fans because of the unpredictability, but it was, but it took a lot of um, creativity on the wrestler's part to know who to use in um, the advantage part. And it was, and it's really great because as a fan, you don't want to always, you don't want to always see a disadvantage and an advantage. You want to see people have an unfair advantage, but somebody be able to break it up. That's what makes War Games great. So, they start the first ever War Games match video on this DVD. They started off just by showing the match itself um, starting. The match Beyond didn't start until all ten men, I believe started the, the fight. And it was a five minute and it was five minutes until you get a coin until you get a coin toss, I believe. And what I can't believe is Dusty Rhodes he took his hand and right in between the legs of Martin Anderson. Not only did it show that anything goes, but it showed. Hold on, I think my mom's coming. I think my mom's come back from the store with uh with some uh, milk or something. Hold on.
Sorry, I thought I had uh, paused the uh, the episode. Uh, I don't know what happened, but they they cut into it. Started off by uh, just two. Now you got the Road Warriors. You got Luger. You got um. Oh. So they just start with clips of it. And now they show full, full. Now they're going back to the single mat, the single part of this match where it started. So this is interesting. Lock up. Oh, bionic elbow. Knocks arm down. Gets back in his corner. Dusty goes to the other side of the... Of the goes into the other ring to be smart. Hold on to the cage. I don't know what he's doing. He even climb to the ropes to... Not a type rope walk, but to walk across it. But I do think... Was not only interesting but was smart was they sat down in chairs so that they could stay away of knowing what to do next. I say it's smart because you would, when you're gonna be in a match like that, you don't want to get all antsy and everything and get nervous. You want to get antsy, you want to get nervous or anything like that. You just want to be relaxed when you get in there. So that you won't hurt yourself or the person you're working with. Of course, it's all speculation for me, but it makes perfect sense to me. He come out off the rope, held on to the cage so he could jump off of it, threw Arn to the other cage. What's wrong with that maneuver is Arn being the, being the master of being a hill. He could just come in there like he did with some left hands. 
Eventually, though, that wore off, so Desi came back with her right hand. The other one. Left hand. Left. 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 Ooh, inside the uh, low blow. Totally, totally, and I think it may have been uh, JJ. And Lex and um, Rick all stood up because they started getting hot under the collar. <laughs> so they were fussing. E Arnie Bessie in the gut, then a headbutt, Irish whip, put his head down too soon, gets hit with a DDT by Dusty Rhodes. Sorry, I sent an email earlier. I was about to check my notifications. Alright. in his corner, in the corner, Dusty did. He was putting his knee down. Um, now, even though they, quote, broke his leg, when he was in his street clothes and he was actually trying to help Ric Flair, even though he they broke his leg, even though I believe in reality he injured it in the ring, uh, he was... I think he might have injured his knee, so he had extra stuff for his left knee. As a matter of fact, his if he had if what he had was supposed to be like a knee pad on his left knee, it looks more like tape than anything. So yeah, I think he injured his knee because when arm kicked it, he had to get he had to find a way for get away from Arn because it was such a weakness. Right hand again into the gut of Arn. Into the cage again. I'm surprised I don't see uh, more blood from Arn right here in his forehead. You know what I'm still wondering? Just out of curiosity, right hand to orange forehead. One thing I'm curious about is when they hold on to the cage, what is the purpose for that? He had Dusty in the gut, then he went for a snapmare. I knew he took too long to go for an for an e drop. So Dusty's going for his version of the figure four. Snaps it on. searching for, um, I mean, they're looking to see how many seconds are left or how many minutes are left. JJ was the one asking, and 
JJ was going to be the fifth man, so was uh, the Road Warriors manager, Paul Ellery. And the amazing part is that both men were wrestlers, so... Um, so they... So putting them in the ring was not a big deal. Big deal was we didn't know exactly... By the way, they just flipped the coin. So the Andrus, so the horsemen, got the man advantage. I think I was gonna say they should have put Tully in there. It's such a long time since I saw this that I forgot who the first man to go in for the horse, second man to go into the horsemen were. I think they both got hit with bionic elbows and then two right hands and took them down. I do think his knee, his left knee was covered mostly by tape. I think the rest of it was covered by a knee pad. Um, left hand. First, the, the first tag team, or the first um, double team advantage, or the double team maneuver, working together, whatever you want to call it, had totally hold on to... Dusty by his chin so that he wouldn't move and Arn being left handed he kept it he was hitting him with lefts one after the other after the other. <clears throat> JJ Dillon, um I think he was by this point I think he was more nervous about who was gonna get in there from Dusty's team than anything else. So I'm saying that Dust, uh, Dusty's having the figure four put on him by JJ by uh, Tully Blanchard. Mm. So Nikita Koloff is a uh, part of this. Is a part of um, Dusty's team. I think they were known as the. I forgot what they were called. Um, Animal's the first person in there. Hits both Tully and Arn with a uh, axe handle, then a clothesline to Arn after he throws Tully in the other ring. Ooh. He gives him like a catapult. He just, three times in a row, he catapulted uh, Tully into the cage. I know I never saw that in the Horseman DVD. He goes in there, goes after Arn in the other ring. Arch with to Tully, shoulder, big shoulder block from Animal. You know, Tully's a former football player himself, so I'm sure that I'm sure it made him feel like if I wanted to go through this and step back in the football field. <laughs> Then the worst part of it is using Tully's forehead and he's pushing Tully's forehead in, against the cage like it, like the like he's a piece of cheese and the cage is a grater. Mm. 
for, I mean, a few right hands from Dusty's adding that and on to the agony of Tully. Orange say going through the ropes, he's going to the top rope. Jump right in, runs right into a four clothesline from a from Rollerboard Animal. At this point, the you know, that's why we call it War Games is about survival. And Animal has jumped up in midair to do a standing elbow drop on Arn and Dusty's beating up Tully. Throwing him into the cage and then Arn gets thrown into the cage also by Animal. Now it's time for the horseman to send somebody in there. Send in Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair is the best person to send in there third. Even though going against Animal is not the best idea. He's one of he is um he's the best person because even though Luger can match Robor the Road Warrior strength, he doesn't have the he didn't have the um what we call he didn't have the coordination to uh to hang with Animal and Dusty and um that's why it was better to save him for fourth. Ric Flair held on to Animal's head for the right, for some left hands from Arn. So Arn gets clotheslined, then Ric Flair gets clotheslined by Dusty. Both of them get clotheslined by Dusty. Then here comes Tully hitting uh, Animal with like a forearm. Then he gets hit with a low blow from Animal. Don't remember, I don't think I ever saw Animal use a low blow before this. Showed out that much desperation was in this match. Then an eye rake from Ric Flair to Animal. Then a kick to Dusty's left knee. Then a few, woo, chops. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry I'm talking loud, but the last time I, I heard a recent episode from this on... The uh, Spotify app, and it was hard to hear it. The problem is, when I could hear it, it was it was loud and clear. So that's why I'm talking as loud as I can, so that oh man, Nikita Koloff was the was the one to equal to even this up. Double clotheslines to Rick and Arn. So you had not just did you have Animal. You had Nikita, who was actually a close friend of his before he even got in the business. Then you had Hawk and um then to make then to finish things off you had Ellering. They had Hawk Hawk next and then Ellering. So Horsemen were dead meat. <laughs> it's their handle they're handling Tully. Here's Animal Gorilla Press slamming Ric Flair. And off the top rope comes Dusty Rhodes onto a thing or an Anderson's knee. So and Nikita was holding on to his left leg so he could help him. So what I like is it's a lot of back and forth. 
Like, no matter how weakened horsemen are, one of their members is always coming back to to try to, uh, try to defend themselves. Lean to the gut of Kita by Ric Flair, then a chop, 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 four, five. No effect anymore. He's gonna join Tully now. Tully's gotta find some way to help Rick here. Oh no, Tully's on the other side. So he's gotta face this alone. Faking off is not gonna help. Gets thrown into the cage. Nose dives out of it like he always does. <laughs> Double Irish whip by Dusty and Akita. Double drop kick. Um, Luger got in there now, going after Akita Koloff, Irish Whip, Power Slam, he stomps, then he goes axe handles, goes and hits Animal with an axe handle over his back of his neck, or maybe just the back. He's going to set up Nikita for a low blow by Ric Flair. I think that's about to just hit Arn and Arn just falls down. Uh, body slam to Nikita and then Anna, Lex Luger goes after Animal. Throws him to, into the other ring. Right hand by Dusty. The aided uh, pile driver but by uh, Ric Flair and Tully Blanchard. Then Animal elbowed uh, Arn Anderson to get him away from Dusty. Another top rope aided pile driver to Nikita Koloff, doing everything they can to uh, to weaken the the strong people, uh, at least that strong person of the group. I rake to Dusty, and then a few stomps to Dusty. Clothesline by Animal to Luger in the other ring. Okay, for people who, uh, by the way, for people who love T, who love the original TNA, then today at two o'clock, I believe, or three o'clock, they're gonna air an an all a classic TNA pay per view. That the time expires and in comes all close. Irish whip to Luger, followed by a clothesline. I don't know why, but he stumbled over his feet as he was trying to get to Luger. No, no, to Tully. Then, like a gorilla press slam, he gets into the other ring. Body slam to, I believe it was Arn, that he throws Ric Flair over the top rope. And a knee lift to Arn Anderson. So this match was good, and not just... Um, telling a story of how much um, survival, how they how they need to survive, but it was also good in bringing the best out of people that are normally limited in what they could do, like the Road Warriors. They had a powerful execution, but they were very limited in their Ability, so I just saw Hawk do something I didn't even know he could do, and that's a power bomb. That's a body slam. 
forearm to Ric Flair by Animal. Sends him into the corner, and I think Animal is choking him in the corner. I think Luger started working on Dusty's knee. Then he turned around to go into the other the other rings, so Ric Flair put the figure four on uh, Dusty Rhodes. So work, Hulk is hap actually working on uh, on Anderson now. Natoli is working on Animal, eye-raking him and biting him and everything. Neckbreaker by uh, Hulk, and it's actually not a surprise that I used the Rude Awakening type neckbreaker. Time limit expires, in comes J.J. Dillon. What was he thinking? The Hulk's the last person you want to fight when he's not weakened. <laughs> but using the Rude Awakening is not a surprise. It was one of his good friends, Rick Rude. Rude probably taught him that. So now they have to go into the other ring, try to triple or quadruple team. I think quadruple is four. So they have to try to not triple team, but quadruple team Hulk. No good though. Animals in there. Animals uh, following um, JJ. Hawk's got Ric Flair, and he's gonna rant. He's going to slice him up big time against the cage and his forehead. Forearm double axe handle to or axe handle to Hawk's back by Luger. <laughs> JJ Dill was so funny. With the way he would sell those, uh, those power moves by his opponent. <laughs> Max handle shots to the back of the neck of uh, Nikita. Closer to the shoulder blades than he knees by Luger. Luger sh uh, knees Hawk in the back. T. Hulk's going for something here. Could be a power slam on shoulder break. Now this is when the match the match beyond get starts with uh Paul Ellerin getting in there and going after uh JJ Dillon. I think yeah, he had a spike on his uh around his pair of spike over Spikes around his left, uh, no, his right forearm, so he, that's how he started on JJ. Let's see. Clothesline close line by Hawk to, um, Luger, I believe. So, Animal, no, Dusty's kicking Luger's butt until Arn comes. Then he puts Luger and Arn's heads together. Hawks pick it up Flair by his head until Flair knees him in the gut. Almost mid, almost uh, below the belt. But he ducks Rick Flair and he comes back with a clothesline. I trip to Luger, clothesline, uh, it's him down right away. 
Clothesline by Nikita. Knocks down Tully Blanchard. Dusty's getting to the second row turnbuckle. Irish whip by the Road Warriors. Clotheslines uh, J.J. Dillon. Uh, Paul Ellering's being taken by Ric Flair thrown into the cage. They're using D Dylan as a battering ram, and they're about to go for the Doomsday device. And what I remember about this is they said that because they didn't hit him with a traditional Doomsday device, it broke, ended up breaking uh, Dylan's uh, shoulder. Somehow they took that pair of spike off of uh, um, off of Ellering's arm, and now Ric Flair's using it. Form or axe handle across or against arm. That was sure which body, which uh, part of the body he hit. Could have been the face. Could have been the throat. It could have been the. Heck, I'm not really sure. Good thing he was so strong. He just put, he just threw off uh, JJ with his with the no, totally with his feet. That's just my opinion, but I believe he was starting. JJ was starting to get too old for this, and that's why he, uh, by the way, they put JJ in a, um, figure four at one point, and that's how they won the match. See, he survived. I mean, because he surrendered. The figure four was so bad on him that, I think it was, yeah, it was, totally had to hold on to him. Hold on to his, him, uh, almost uh, putting his arms around his neck for to you know for him for them to take the boot off to see how bad they, how bad he was hurt. So they took I think it was Bubba Rogers put a mask on him, and that's how they replaced J.J. Dillon the second time he went out there. Thank you. 
see the electricians working on it. That's what it was. I've got to mention. So War Machine, the original War Machine, Bubba Rogers, and they put a mask on him so he wouldn't recognize him. I don't. I guess because it's easier to talk about it. About the match itself, with um, the sound off, so I just like take the sound off like that. You can see it was a lot more upscale than it was the last time, and talk about how the masks used to be just made terribly. I mean, the mask that with, the, for instance, Rey Mysterio today, or uh, Kane, or somebody like that, those masks, you, you could hide the identity. But if you know P, how people look without a mask, these masks were terrible. You couldn't hide Dusty's. You could not hide Dusty's identity when he was, uh, when he was the... Midnight Rider, you couldn't hide Bubba Rogers' identity right here with his mask. It's too easy to notice him. You couldn't hide uh, Jimmy Valiant's identity when he put a mask on as Charlie Brown. But saying as time went on, the, uh, they just made their masks better and just wondering what their ideas were. I guess they thought, in those days, I guess they thought, oh, they, they just go, they just put up with it because they're so used to it. I think that's when they, I think that's when they, uh, needed to stop doing because he, he had lost a, I'm talking about Charlie Brown, the, uh, Jimmy Valiant. He had lost a Loser Leafs Town match. The problem with that was that he came back as Charlie Brown. 
And that was that was used, of course, for him to win the TV title. But the problem was that showed how they did too many of them. He right right hands by Dusty, then some left hands. And the I think it was the right hand. Knocks down arm. So he gets thrown into the cage first time. Bionic elbow knocks down arm. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was pre-political correctness or what it was. But in WCW, you could see here on the first two War Games matches how there was bloodshed by Orrin Anderson or Dusty Rhodes. Or even a little bit by J.J. Uh, Dillon. But... In WCW, no matter what War Games match you want to look at, whether it was 1992 or 3 when Sid Vicious was in the Horseman and he almost cut, he could have cut Brian Pillman's career short with that powerbomb because it was, because he accidentally, because the way he landed was, uh, was so disastrous. Um, whether it was that, that one, or when Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes and the Nasty Boys went against the Stud Stable, or when Hulk Hogan and his three men went against the Dungeon of Doom, um, no matter what it was, and then, well, the later years even didn't have any bloodshed on it. I don't know what it was, I don't know... And what it was, but I'm glad that there was not as much blood because, you know, especially if kids were watching it, that's not something that uh, kids need to see. So I'm glad they eventually found a way to not have as much blood. <laughs> okay. And I even told my mom this once that. Because I was born, you know, two years after this. So, when I spoke about how today's bleeding is unnecessary, it's, there's really no reason to bleed today in wrestling because it wouldn't be considered shock because it's like people almost ask for it. Well, the problem with bleeding today is that there's a lot of diseases you can get from bleeding. So, that's why you have to be more careful. And I told mom that when I was a kid, when I started watching it, I never saw bleeding when I was, you know, a really young kid. And I'm talking about pre-Attitude Era stuff here. 
they're really worried because of the, uh, because of how bad Dusty Rhodes is kicking Arn's butt. You can see even Dark Journey is making a face like, ooh, that's gotta hurt. You know, th all the negative aspects of the business, by the way, I think Arn just got out of that with an eye, with a thumb to the eye, then he gave him a few left hands. So for all the negative aspects of the business, this really was better than what she was doing. I think she was a stripper before she did this, so walking out there and just being a like a manager of sorts is a lot better is a lot better and the thing is is that you it's not like selling yourself to make money and I know that that's not really selling yourself, but it, you're not, a, but you're not, um, being noticed, you're not being noticed by, uh, what you're doing for a living, um, is just that it can lead to selling yourself, and that's, that's why this was a better option because she didn't have to do anything but just um, just walk around and maybe even do some talking for the men. So that's not nearly as bad as, um, as stripping when you look at it in that way. Some people may wonder why do you put your why do they so often put their face into the grind their face into the cage and well for the entertainment aspect of it not really entertainment aspect but part of the business where that makes the crab will come back for more it's it's really to make it look like it can weaken you so it'll make an easier time for you, for you to, sometimes, for you to lose. Or, in this case, whenever everybody's in there at once, it may make it easier for you to surrender. He's got that figure four locked in on Orin big time. And fortunately, because this is War Games, the only way to get out of it is just give your opponent an eye rake or try to reverse it on him. And uh, I think Dusty let go of it before Orin could even try either one. Arn got to his feet. What happens? He's met with three or four bionic elbows. Five, six. By that time, the coin toss came. So the horseman got the advantage again. Sent in the war machine. 
<laughs> he gets, he goes into the other ring and he gets to the ring that Orin Dusty's in. Then Dusty gets in the other ring. There's a right hand knocks him down and now he's sitting both of them. Bad mistake. Right and left, right and left. Right from the war machine, left from Arn. Headbutt by uh, War Machine that a left hand, but Dust by R knocks Dusty completely down. See, can't see right here because they show the outside of the cage. We can't really see what he was doing, but inside the cage, you can see him. Um, Dropping from the middle rope onto the, at least I think it was the middle rope, onto Dusty's leg. Okay, I'm trying to think, how do you really talk about this, besides just what's going on in the ring? I have a lot of ideas, I'm trying not to say too many things. Bionic elbow on both men, one at a time. They back sway until he gets right hand to Rogers, and now Hulk gets in there. Time limit expires. Five minutes gone by. Okay. See the Luger. Luger goes after War Machine. Irish whip. Drop kick. Could we go for the same thing with Thorn? Well, that one was a power slam. Then a fist drop. Close up. Body slam. Ooh, he misses that leg drop, though. War Machine moves out of the way. He held on to the war machine so Hulk could jump from the middle rope with the middle rope with the right hand. Hulk goes for that rude awakening neckbreaker on arm. That elbow from a dusty couple of times. Three times. I mean, once with on arm. Jeffrey's talking to Rick Flair about something.
Eric Flair gets in there until the time limit expires. Arn Henrik go after uh, Hawk and bring him in the other ring. Two, three chops, then a double Irish whip by Rick and Arn, but Hawk, come, Hawk comes back with the double clothesline. Claire throws Hawk into the cage and uh, cage, Hawk falls down to rolls over on his stomach. Hawk, is, I mean, Arn gets him, whoa, makes him several rides from Dusty to both War Machine and Ric Flair and then knocks them down with right and probably right and a left at the same time. But Dusty gets thrown, thrown into the cage by Rick by Ric Flair. So he's he might be biting him, I don't know. Definitely an eye rake. Fat Mare by Ric Flair. The, the pile driver, once again, has no effect on Hawk. Just like it had no effect on him whenever Jerry Lawler did it to him. Or <laughs> notices, he gets in the corner like, what, what do we do now? Drop kick to War Machine by uh by Hawk. Arn just rushes him and knees him in the gut. That's the best way to weaken Hawk. War Machine goes after him also. And, uh, I'm not really sure what War Machine is doing, but I think Arn's holding down Dusty's arms for uh Ric Flair to help him. That's when the kid comes in as the next participant. Or next entrant. Or whatever you call it. So on that top, that, uh, not even an aided pile driver. Another pile driver has no effect on Akita either. Instead of going after Arn, he went after War Machine. Then Arn, clothesline, takes him down. Goes after Ric Flair. Ric Flair hits, kicks him, and he turns him around. And how many chops he delivers him, delivers to him, fires him up instead. I was put by Ric Flair. Ducks. Ric Flair's chop. and goes for a clothesline. Irish whip. Okay. Eventually, Nikita throws him to the to the cage a few times. Dusty's taking his time. He walks by Rick. See, and he goes up in the middle rope so that he could hit him with nothing but rights. Six, seven. I think he just hit him with seven right hands. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten right hands. Um, 
gotta remind that. I think that was Nikita, but I'm not sure against who. Oh, I think it's Arn, Arn Anderson. Now Dusty's in there with Ric Flair, he gets turned around into the corner with a couple of chops, but he turns it around on Ric Flair. Let's see. Flair gets in there. Gets, he goes and gets Hawk, throws him into the corner through the middle rope into the cage and goes after Dusty. Dusty hits him with a few right hands. Claire comes from the back holds him, holds him back for Tully. Okay, let's go. Ooh. Knocked it to the second ring. Let's see. See, Tully's about to do something as he's letting Orin and Rick hold up Dusty. He even has a lump to the top of the cage come out off with almost like an axe handle in a right hand. Okay, and maybe even, I don't know what just happened. But yeah, he gets, the kid gets thrown right into the Gets the ropes and he hits the cage, so he falls down. Tully is uh, weakening Dusty right now. Fresh was with the legs, almost like his. Well, they. Was, I'm not really sure what they call it. He could have been a spinning toehold or something. It goes for like a. Um, I'm trying to remember what this was called. Could have been a forearm against the face or something. Tully comes off with like a elbow to I think it was Hawk. Dusty body slams uh Warlord but for some reason he falls down and he rolls over onto his back. Uh Warlord's holding on to his leg for some leg to do something, I'm not sure what it is. But Warlord's standing up already, uh Thing. Yeah, it was Animal. To give Animal credit, Lord Estesol. He had some of the most beautiful paint for his, uh, for his whatever paint job he had. So the color was beautiful, and this was blue. Okay. But my eyes bothered me, so I can't see anything because when I. Close my left eye, and my right eye is open fine. But when I have to mess with my right eye, my left eye goes, my left eye closes automatically, so I couldn't see anything. I think it was the drop kick. Then he goes for that catapult into the cage again to Tully. 
Almost like that was his favorite thing to do here, so he did it again. Here comes Dusty with the right hand throwing Anderson. Dolly think uh, JJ is like talking to Lex Luger. Clears Baggy off from from animals, so it means he's in trouble. Animal is a street fighter. Where growing up, where he, where he grew up, he and he and Hawk, they they grew up in the uh, hard school of hard knocks because that's how. That's how hard it, that's how hard the neighborhood was where they grew up. So, he, you cannot trick, you cannot trick him like, a, like some other people. So that's why begging off doesn't work. There come, came Arn with the left hand to Animal and the good thing he threw him into the cage. Uh, Hawk came by. Hit Arn straight down. The bigger baby even hit him with the head, but at least the front of him almost looked like. The reason I wasn't sure about talking about the match like this because some of the angles of the camera makes it hard to know what they're doing sometimes. Okay, so a few right hands, I can see that. Um, no, what else? See what else? I think he was. I think Dolly was just thrown into the other ring. Claire's trying to control his animal. That's not going to work. With kicks and a right hand, that's never going to work. You got to low blow him first. There came uh, Lex Luger with some uh, axe handles, maybe, to the back of Animal. He was on Animal to help her Claire, but forgot about Hawk for a second. I think it was like an eye rake or right hand. Yeah, an eye rake to Claire kicked the Luger. Irish whip, double clothesline by the Road Warriors. 
clearly sure what's going on. Something to do with the warlord, but he's part of the horsemen, so I don't know what's happening with him. Oh, I get it. I think Nikita was on Warlord's back, so totally jumped on Nikita to get him off of Warlord's back. Or he jumped on somebody, and then Nikita came to help, and the Warlord had to help uh, Tully. But uh, Ric Flair um, had to go from a Psycho Little Blue, I believe, to Animal. Cubs Luger's crawling around, I guess got out of breath or something. Then in the middle of uh, Dusty hitting two members with his with his uh Bionic elbow a piece one at a time. Time limit expired, so they sent in Paul Ellering. I think everybody's in. So soon it looked like uh, the war game, the match beyond part started. other ring, they're seeing what they were trying to, what Ric Flair and Ellering were doing with each other, forehead into the turnbuckle a few times, then they turned the uh, camera on the other part of the ring with Warlord missing, um, second rope finisher, second rope splash attempt, Animal comes with the clothesline, Locks him down. Hmm. So he comes to knock down the warlord. Let's see. Not warlord, I'm sorry. Upper, uh, war machine. Okay. And it comes the key to the other ring. Locks down war machine. I'm not sure what he's trying to do. I guess War Machine, but, uh, looks almost like a, a spike, a pair of spikes again, I'm not sure. Hmm. They just got the, uh, Surrender, I think, War War Machine just surrendered. 
That's when I should need to put the audio on. Okay, good. So, here's the second episode of uh, the show. This, um, oh, I didn't even realize how long I was doing. Glad I spoke as much as I did. I would have given y'all an update if I hadn't.